Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, where we were joined by Ebony Rainford-Brent, who told us uh, more about uh, the ACE uh, development program looking to find young cricketers so she was on good form and uh, Chevy from Ace came in as well so we enjoyed chatting to them we did and uh, Martin Kellner with his uh, look at Week of Sport on TV we had a couple of chats yeah, we did. covered some ground so here it all is Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Bit of an off night for your lads last night. <laughs> Bit of an off night. They stunk the place out, didn't they? Well, Although, they started all right. It's just no consistency. I sent you on text. There's no consistency. No teams seem to be able to play well for like a sustained period of games. Yeah. The, the boys who got taken off, uh, certainly Deli Alley. We'll come back to him. We're going to have a chat about Deli Alley with Paul Jiggins, who watched that game and is a seasoned Deli watcher. Uh, journalist for the Sun a little bit later on, but it was a really poor performance. And but what a fantastic rearguard defending from uh, Antwerp! They were sensational and they fully deserved the win. It could have been yeah. two or three. I mean, Tottenham didn't create anything of any consequence. So McCartney had a what a miss that was. Yeah, blimey. I mean, it easily could have been three, and that wouldn't have flattered them because Tottenham didn't create very much to a very poor performance. So I think try and bounce back from my point of view. This weekend, not so good for Mike Ward, who joins us later on, if they're going to take it out on them. But oh, we'll, we'll I see. Wouldn't, oh, yeah, we'll see. That'd be quite a tough game, though. But Anderlecht had, uh, of course, played for them, Peter Gherkins. But not uh, Anderlecht. Anderlecht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I like Peter Gherkins. He Peter was good, Gherkins, wasn't he? Yeah. He's known in the dressing room as Wally. I, think, I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would never play through the middle. You always have him on the side when you know Gherkin's <laughs> yeah, right. on the side. And of course, Wally Downs. I don't even know that. His real name is Gherkin Downs. Is that? <laughs> I'm not all ever sure that's true. And Abdullah Sek, th- he was always going to get booked, wasn't he? But I thought, what a great bloke for TV formats. Uh, Waiter Sek, that's Abdullah's journey in the food serving industry. Yeah. Uh, Inner Sek, that's his spiritual journey of discovery. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> well, that, is, have you got any more? No, no more. No more. For Pete Sek? <laughs> I don't know. I've got nothing. I'm really giving it any thought. I watched a fascinating documentary. Wait, did you say wait a sec? Wait, no, I did wait a sec. You yeah. waited a sec. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think we've probably probably exhausted it. Probably then. exhausted it. Yeah. I uh, watched this program called Chase. It's a thirty for thirty. Um, of course, the documentary is on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Chasing Tyson. It's really the Evander Holyfield story. It's quite relevant when you look at uh, Usyk this weekend about cruiserweights that became heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. And, 
It's a remarkable story how I'd forgotten so much about it. I don't know if you remember the, the fight between him and Bo, the second fight. It was interrupted by the bloke James Miller, the guy that was... Oh, yeah, the, came, the flew pa- in. Yeah. Flew in with the, with the sort of parachute and a yeah. little motor on his back. He landed yeah. at Bolton one time, didn't he? he was, yeah. Uh, it sort of overshadowed two, what were two brilliant fights, those fights. And also, when he had to retire because he had heart problems, hmm. have you ever seen the faith healing footage? No, I haven't, no. He went to a faith healer, one of these sort of evangel- evangelists. That's yeah, right. evangelist Holyfield. <laughs> Very much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and at one point, he just points at Holyfield. He sort of throws his, flings his hands at him. And Holyfield goes down like he's punched him. He goes, oh, yeah. he goes down and then he says, and he's lying, he's out for the count. And the bloke says, he's curing you. God is curing Evander now. He's repairing his heart. And he goes back to the hospital, who then say, the first diagnosis was wrong. You've got nothing wrong with your heart at all. But wow. it was really strange. And that's how he was able to come back and fight Tyson. Almost and, a miracle. And it was. He was 22 to 1 when the fight was announced. 22 yeah. to 1 against. It was incredible. I haven't, I've only got that far. I haven't got the, the bit, the, of course, the famous ear biting bit. But I'll, go and, uh, I'll go and check it that's out. Well, it it's sounds really, good. Really All right. good. Now the, and we're going to talk boxing a little bit later on because of mm. the big fight uh, uh, tomorrow evening. Try and get to the bottom of that. Yes, another good photo of Summer Monty's Fulham still waiting for their first win yeah, I saw on that. holiday. Yeah. What's the point? Well, she um, basically she's on holiday. Well, she's not really. She's flown out to Santorini <laughs> to have off-duty pictures <laughs> taken by a photographer that they can flog <laughs> to the papers because that's the way it works, isn't it? <laughs> that's very true. You always think they've been followed on holiday or something. <laughs> Someone happened to spot them on the beach and they happily posed for pictures. But, of course, they, they fly off there with a snapper to take pictures to make them look like they've caught them unaware on the beach. It's life, isn't it, really? Well, I don't know. It seems to be working out. Oh, she was she sake. was waiting on in a pub, wasn't she, before? Now she's going to Santorini and she's all over the papers and she'll point, be yeah. dancing on ice and, you know, it sounds the, like it's working out quite well. What's the point of the Beckham show on Netflix as well? What detail of their life isn't known that isn't on social media? Yeah. One saving grace, it'll be better than how. Harry's, Harry and Meghan's work. 16 million quid to, <laughs> have, the, to have the cameras there. So, uh, anyway, we uh, can't wait. Can't wait, as Alan, I, uh, I can Alan wait. would say. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. We're going to talk a bit of cricket now and uh, tell you more about uh, the ACE programme. We're joined by uh, former England cricketer, term broadcaster, Ebony Rainford. Brent, make a welcome return. She's also joined by ACE's first director of programmes, uh, Chevy Green. Good to see you guys. Thanks Hello. for coming. Hello, thanks uh, for having us. Thanks for having us. So tell us more about, I mean, we did talk a, a while back, Ebs, mm. about this. It's quite interesting. So tell us a bit about what the ACE programme is. Yeah, so just to give you an overview, there was a decline of 75% of... The Black British players. Uh, so you, I know you guys like your cricket and you want to see the numbers going down, the participation. So we started and launched it back in January, January. March. It kicked off and we saw success. You know, at the highlight, we saw a player who came from the club game, got into the Ace Academy and ended up playing a couple of games for Surrey under 18. So that acceleration of, you know, let's say Idris was to continue, who knows, he could become a, a player down the line, don't want to put pressure on. But the success of it has meant that Sport England have really enjoyed and seen what we've done mm. and they've given us over half a million pounds. It's very generous, Yeah, it? so it's that. a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, there's going to be... In this day and age as well, with everything going on. Someone's going to be cracking the whip soon for accountability. But we've gone independent. Um, so, you know, originally it was Surrey, as you know, the ground down the road from where we are now. But now we have a chance to go out. So this is where Chevy's going to come in. Yeah, yeah. so um, just a, it's an opportunity to take 
um, cricket to wider audiences, you know, try and change the landscape of cr- black British cricket in this in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, to we had a plan to to go national, you know, maybe by the second year, but luckily through the hard work we've put in in a short space of time, going to launching in London and Birmingham. Um, so from from January onwards, so yeah. excited to do that, and you know, we've got some exciting plans ahead to try and take it further afield in some more cities as well. Uh, we, we we talked about this on the show yeah, before, on and we we you can't get your head around why it's happened because. So West Indian grandparents, uh, their West Indian kids played cricket, loved cricket, watched a lot of cricket. Why are we not seeing that sort of passed on? Down, down there's a lot. The of, there's a lot of reasons. You, you all chip in here as well, yeah, Chevy. Yeah. But one, you know, so our game is predominantly dominated by state school kids, mm. uh, private school kids. Yeah, sorry, yeah. so kids who are getting that extra. And there's not enough facilities in the inner cities where a lot of the black communities lower socioeconomic. You know, this is a problem that I think affects a lot of different groups that we need to consider. Um, there's also the fact that uh, you know. Many players who have come through have talked this summer about the issues they had in terms of bias and unconscious bias and, um, you know, bad experiences. So then, you know, when a player does make it through, it's actually hard to progress. And there's some data we'll we'll pull out at some stage to look at that and break that down. So, you know, from my perspective, one, the inner city, there hasn't been programmes, even though we saw that generation when West Indies were amazing. Mm. There wasn't the grassroots and the foundation to make sure there was a flow. And then you get other sports that get competitive, I'm sure footballers sort of stolen quite a few of our talent that we could have had to be yeah, honest I guess with football and you know even now rugby you see more black role models so for parents and for young players growing up I guess seeing people that look like you at the highest level might feel like it's an opportunity to do so um, but then the other side of it I think if you look at you guys have got your, your talk show here very successful and if you had a 75% uh, viewership um, that just declined you would at that you would address that you know so yeah, how comes cricket <laughs> <laughs> there you go fit the management <laughs> exactly so if you knew that you had a client base that was 5% you would address that you saw it declining so you know why hasn't cricket as a game seen that drop off and thought why haven't we stepped in sooner yeah. to do something so you know yeah. hopefully this initiative will change that it's interesting I mean you mentioned heroes and role models and Joffrey Archer is a, is a great mm. role model, I think, for kids. I mean, oh, I transgressed in the summer, but look, he's done so well, and he's uh, he's made a lot of money, so yeah. it becomes yeah. an aspirational mm. career. Of I think, course, when you see a guy like him. Well, we, I think, Ace wouldn't be successful without him because what he triggered when he did so well during that World Cup year was conversations. Right? How can as I talk to you, but my face is just coming in the background. Oh, yeah, you're on the telly. Yeah, but yeah, the good news is, um, you know, I think Joffre and he could play for ten years. Like, you know, he's still only what twenty four. You look at the, the the physique of Jimmy Anderson, who's gone for a long time. Mm. Um, and so 10 years worth, and I think that's how long it's going to take to rebuild this properly. Hmm. Um, if Ace is running in the background while someone like him is, is going strong, then this is going to be incredible. Yeah, I wonder if it as well, I mean, there's been great West Indies cricketers like Chris Gale, yeah. another really aspirational, yeah, yeah, yeah. watching him play uh, as a, a young, young black great cricket. great IPL player. But I, I just wonder if the, the, some of the fallout, the friction between the West Indies cricket board and a lot of the senior players and the fact you haven't always seen them play as much for the country, I don't think that's helped either. The politics yeah. in West Indies cricket has, has maybe got in the way of people wanting to play the game, even yeah, here. To a certain extent, yes. But, you know, we have to remember that these are young black British kids. Yeah. They're British. So they're role models and heroes in other sports. Um, you know, if you talked about football, some of these black kids wouldn't name a, a Jamaican football player as their hero. No. You know, they're looking at... The, but we're talking about the guys country. at the top of the sport mm, and you yeah, certainly put someone like Chris no, it, Gale there it, it, it to aspire it to. Yeah. It definitely yeah. helps to aspire to. Um, but 
I don't think that's the be or an end. All, no, you know, mm. you know, I think there's it helps, it definitely does help. And but I think having someone like Joffre and Chris Jordan, yeah, you know, playing at that highest level as well, I think that's more of an aspirational piece than you know, Chris Gill. And yeah. seeing it as well, because you know, let's we all know that you know, cricket's been on terrestrial for a long time, and now there's more, uh, it's not been on terrestrial, you know, sorry, yeah. 20 years, it's just started to come back. So that access as well, so. A kid can now turn on potentially next summer through the 100 and through some internationals and see more. Um, and then those who do have access through Sky, and, you know, I do a lot of work with Sky and, you know, they provide more access through digital content and upwards. So that the visibility is mm. now going to be really a op- massive opportunity, which wasn't there, you know, 10 years ago. So we can make a huge difference. So this will give you the funds then to go out and scout and find this potential talent out there. Where where would you expect these kids to be playing currently? Yeah. So for, for us, I guess, um, unlike some of the other communities that are playing cricket, we haven't got an abundance of players that are regularly playing. So we mm. have to find them. So where are most kids going to be playing? In school. So we're going to be doing some school engagement stuff, um, setting up some community hubs and for supporting the clubs that do have the players as well. So it's just a, a complete wide piece and talent ID and right through that process. So, yeah. um, and that I, would include looking at kids in other sports, maybe saying, yeah. that you know, you've got <laughs> yeah, this, you've yeah. got that, you're yeah. quick. So, you know, that worked in the Olympics. Yeah. 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 So we want to do yeah. some of that profile. We've been talking about this, which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. The, the three skills that you can't teach in cricket anyways, pay power and hand-eye coordination mm. like you can see the differentiate between kids so when we and when I say kids by the way we're also we're saying females are really important in this we want a 50-50 mm. um, but if we go into school with our metrics and our coaches are trained up with our talent ID um, and you see someone stand out along those three metrics even if they're a little bit older could be 14 15 you can convert them so we're going with that sort of aggressive lens of let's go and find anything we can and that's got that sort of raw ability and conversion. And is there, I just want to know, is there a sort of crossover with what Chance to Shine do? Is there sort of any... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. Like, you know, through my now former job, I guess, as uh, working for Surrey, I worked a lot with Chance to Shine okay. on a lot of their schools and their community programs. Um, so some of their street strong foundation, street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've worked on that street program for, you know, yeah. in various different roles for the last um, few years now. So there's definitely learnings to take from there and working together as well. There's, mm. there's no point necessarily trying to duplicate or trying to steal the same, work from the same mm. players. You know, let's support each other along the way. You know, this... This program is going to survive off key relationships and partnerships as yeah. we go along. But so I'm, want to help I'm actually a trustee mm. on Chance to Shine as well. So one thing that we could do, and I don't think quite happens, they've got a streak program around the country. There's talent there that it's quite hard for them to jump in the system. So w- mm. we've talked about ideas of can we work together where we go and profile. What have you already got, and can we do that next stage to convert that yeah. talent? Yeah. And do you want t- teachers, coaches to say, you know, I'm working with a boy or girl at the moment. I think they've got all the prerequisites. Would be a good. Do you want them to come to you? Yeah. as well. Yeah, it's got to be hand in hand. You know, we're going to yeah. need them as much as um, they need us. And for us, like Ebony was saying, those three things you can measure. Um, the, the children, how it will be done, would be quite a fun game. They're not necessarily going to know what we're looking for but the coaches behind it uh, there's going to be certain data that we'll capture and be yeah. like wow they've, he or she has got that score that is great for cricket let's see if we can convert it I'm just throwing a challenge to you guys I won't say I was on a we were on a radio programme earlier when we promoted Ace and a parent heard and put his daughter forward and she got selected for the academy wow. so I'm just throwing it out there on your show okay, great. <laughs> if anyone, so anyone listening if anyone's listening and they think they've got a kid that was not on our radar Send, get in touch because yeah. we ha- we'll have open trials as well for them to be able to so you know you never know we might see you again next year and say brilliant this yeah. is the guy or the girl that came through yeah. Talk yeah. Sport. Well, um, so how can they get in touch 
our website aceprogram.com and then all the email and, and contact details are there but everything's on there and then all the emails and contacts so yeah we can't wait the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. during our chat earlier on with uh, Ebony and uh, Chevy uh, Derek got in touch and we didn't get a chance to get him on I saw that he was going to talk about he just called in um, he's, he's Jamaican and he said a lot of West Indian kids he feels have kind of left cricket behind they get good scholarships often they go to American universities in other sports yeah, sure. uh, and he said that th- that seems to have been a bit of a focus so you know I think they're they're fully aware they're going to be battling out with with other sports to to turn them on the cricket but we said it's yeah. become a, a kind of exciting lucrative you know business you know you get to travel the world potentially and play cricket in different well, places two it's, great uh, teams Chris Gale batting against Joffre Arch yeah so uh, yeah playing, let's see how that all pans out but Derek thanks for your call sorry we couldn't we couldn't get you on today we just ran out of time Andy you're oh, watching yes. the cricket no, <laughs> sorry gone. I had to beg Andy's, your pardon Andy's gone <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a Chris Gale you know you, you think about it there's not long in his career left yeah. I've watched him a couple of times and he, he's still no one strikes the ball like him it's it's one of the great sights in sport when he get, and he always I love the way he takes his time he never looks hurried yeah. and then suddenly he'll go bonkers and start you know <laughs> start hitting sixes. Uh yes more problems for the I follow remote cams we heard this last week yeah and now, ball linesman has been urged to wear a hat. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, one of the, I think it was one of the assistant referee, referees, or was it one of the coaches had a bald head? And yeah. The, the, the um, yeah, the artificial AI in, camera. Yeah, the AI cameras, they, they just find anything that looks vaguely like a ball. So they were focusing on <laughs> people with virtually bald pates, as Beaky once said. So uh, that's why it's not been, they've not been seeing all the goals or the incidents, but that's something they're going to have to work out. They're gonna, some boffin is going to have to get in there and tell the difference between a, a mitre ball and a bald head. <laughs> it should be, shouldn't be that difficult. Shouldn't be that difficult. Listen, yeah. Linesman writes mitre on his head. That could be a bit of a problem. Now, uh, our old friends at... Why would, friends why would they do that? No idea. Now, friends at Movember. <laughs> <laughs> friends at yeah. Movember have done a campaign, a poll with KP Nuts. Not oh, Kevin, yeah. Not Kevin Peterson. And... Uh, Basically, it's how men refer to their own private parts. Blimey, are you going to take this on at this no, time well, of I'm day? I'm doing it in a very careful way. Well, OK, well, let me ask you the just said the word private parts. Yeah, but, I mean, considering that you've then got four other ways or five other... Well, I'm not ways. using any of those. Oh, OK. Well, okay. well good <laughs> only luck. The one Snap that yourselves I di- in. The only one that I dispute is the 5% that call their parts Grant and Phil Mitchell. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that 5% of people... I can see why. That's the last thing you want the AI camera at home in on at a Match. That's going to happen next. You get arrested, wouldn't you? You would. That would be, be from the pavilion end. AI camera. Anyway, you mentioned uh, Abdullah Sek, the player oh, yeah. who was playing for Royal Antwerp last oh, yes, night, and you right, thought yeah. he could get some. Uh, he could get some TV format. Uh, triple Sec, said one of the listeners. Abdullah samples tipples from across the globe. That's a very good idea. Sec on counts, uh, says Jonathan. Uh, Sec uh, presents a documentary about famous counts, starting with Dracula, then moving on to the count from Sesame Street. Well, that's it, isn't it? Oh, well, Mon- that's, that's Monte Cristo and you're done. It's a three-parter, <laughs> Jonathan. Saw, um... Demi Sec, I got him. Uh, Sec teams up with Demi Moore to uh, tour the chateaux of Reims, tasting their finest champagne, says Alec. <laughs> a terrible for That sounds brilliant. And uh, Tantric Sec. 
TV programme <laughs> says... Uh, well, you think that's worse than the KP survey? <laughs> where we exposed all... Yeah, we, we won't go into that. It's about fake tans, apparently. But thank you for all of those. We've probably exhausted those. So, yeah, uh, yeah there we are. Andy. And finally, just... I don't know if you saw the photos of um, Beyonce in her new clothing range. No, I did Ivy, Ivy Park. But it's all... Basically, in Celtic, I might have called it Celtic Park. Well, that's, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> if you're so a Celtic it's green, fan, she, it's all in green and white hoops, is it? But it's in Celtic green, and it's all a, a whole range of clothing in Celtic. Is she green. a Celtic fan? I've no idea. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Andy Walker in her next video, marvellous. <laughs> Seems uh, unlikely. It does. It does. It does, does seem <laughs> unlikely. Uh, she won't listen to breakfast because Ali's on. She's that much of a Celtic that's, fan. That's true. But that much of a... But Alan's on, so it offsets, oh, yeah. it offsets it. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Clips of the week in half an hour's time. But first, of course, it's three o'clock and that music signals the arrival of squad number nine, um, from Talk Radio, Talk Sport, Simulcast, Overnights, of course. Friend of the show, Mr. Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, boys, and greetings from Tier 3. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. How's life, how oh. is life in Tier 3? Well, you know, they're resisting a national lockdown. They're just going to lock down the north of England. Um, you know, I'm just, it won't get any votes north of Chertsey in the next election. I mean, <laughs> just, it's just horrendous up here. So it's not a national lockdown. It's just a lockdown region by region by region by yeah. region mm. until there's just two guys in the Quantock Hills who aren't locked down. So is it the same as the first lockdown? Is it the same feeling? Not exactly. No, it's not exactly. It's not quite as draconian. No, I mean, it, it, it's my kids live in Leeds um, I live in Wakefield and it, it's sort of not being able to go over to their place and you know have a drink or, or whatever yeah. which is a bit of a pain in the backside and there, there's obviously other things in the hospitality industry and well we all know the story um, and it's just disappointing because we've been in tier two till now which I think is the same as you yeah um, and now you know they've um, they've put us in tier three but you know c'est la vie Everybody's upset at the moment. Of course, yeah. We soldier on. And uh, you've been watching some sport on TV this week, and we're going to kick off with uh, a, a late great legend of the game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, first among equals, the Laurie Cunningham story, mm. uh, which I'm not sure whether it's a, a, an oldish documentary. It is. It's or, the second. Our, it, yeah. our, our friend Adam Dark, documentary maker. I think it's the second week running. You've chosen one of his films that you did yeah. last week with the uh, the Justin Fashionu documentary. So he'll be pleased that you're going through his archive. But well, I think I'm I fairly. Suppose... Or am I going mad? I think this was one of Adam's, wasn't it? I'll double check. Well, it's Fullwell seventy three, the production company, ah. the same people who oh, did in that Sunderland. Case, it's it's the full world yeah. boys, so I'm getting confused. It's the full but, world boys. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, the sun's until I die. All making brilliant work, though, of course. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. I mean, there are you know those few fragments of footage that we have of uh, Laurie Cunningham, you know, just shows what a rare and exceptional talent he was. As particularly uh, that corner he took when he was playing for Real Madrid. Uh, took a corner with the outside of his foot, and it was just a, a you know it's a fantastic bit of, of um, a fantastic bit of footage. But the whole 
whole programme is great because it, you, you forget just how bad it was for uh, for players like uh, Laurie Cunningham yeah. uh, in the 70s and the, you know, the abuse that he took, sometimes from almost a whole crowd, you know, yeah. a whole section of the crowd. Um, and it, because, I, I suppose, because it's Black History Month, we're getting a lot of these documentaries now uh, about black players who try to make their way in uh, in the game in the 70s and, uh, and 80s. And they always show you that little bit of footage of Enoch Powell. And every time you see it, you know, his Rivers of Blood speech that he gave in the Midlands, and every time you see it, it gets more horrendous. Mm. I, you know, it's just, um, you know, and people, I, I can remember almost, I was fairly young, I have to say, but I can remember at the time, people would say, you know, oh, well, he's a clever guy. You know, he speaks uh, Latin, so he must know what he's talking about. I mean, um, and it, it doesn't get any more comfortable yeah. uh, to watch that. Um, but there's some great clips. George Patchy, who was the Orient manager, who discovered uh, Laurie Cunningham and put him in the first team uh, when he was uh, 16 years old. That's Laurie, not George Petchy, but he, you know, mm, he put yeah. him in the team. Uh, and he, he, he used to fine him a pound. He was always turning up late for training because he took up dancing. And he'd fine him a pound yeah. and then double it up so he'd fine him two pounds and everything. Obviously, um, he went to West Brom. We all know the, you know, the three degrees stuff and uh, there's lots of stuff with Ron Atkinson. Oh, I always like a documentary where you see a little clip of Elton Wellsby. That's always fun. Yeah. And uh, this, had, was the, I, this was on ITV originally, is it? Is it on the ITV player? ITV is it we can find it? OK. You can find it on the ITV hub, but Brilliant. highly recommended. I particularly like the contribution of Peter Reid, who were, was an England colleague of uh, Laurie Cunningham, who tried to sum up, because, you know, as well as being a, a very classy footballer, yeah. um, was a, a very classy individual. Very big like. fashion. He loved his fashion, didn't he? he yes. All, yeah. Yeah, Ian Wright was talking about his fashion, the fact that he had a big long leather coat on mm. when nobody else was wearing a big long leather coat. But, you know, yeah, definitely the fashion. But Peter Reid was saying, uh, was trying to sort of sum up how classy uh, Laurie Cunningham was, you know, off the pitch. And he said, um, yeah, I always remember, I'd never seen him before, but he had garlic king prawns. He oh, said, yes, we're in this restaurant. Oh, have <laughs> yes. you seen that? He yes. had garlic <laughs> king prawns. Yeah. And I'd never seen them. So, you know, he gave me some garlic, he gave me a garlic king prawn, you know, and he peeled it for me. Garlic, <laughs> he said, he peeled it for me. Garlic king prawns. That was Laurie class. Yeah. Which sort of <laughs> they didn't reminded have him in of, Bolton, clearly. <laughs> no, it reminded me of Peter Kay's garlic bread. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's a great scene on it, yeah. and uh, the and also you forget that Spain, you know, that was only just out of the Franco era, and was and I can remember going to Spain in the sort of late seventies, early eighties. Mm. You know, when women weren't allowed to wear a bikini in the street. You know, if they were walked mm. off the beach, they had to put something on to, yeah. to cover themselves up. Even though Franco had just gone, um, it was still a very um, a very Catholic country, quite authoritarian. And uh, it was a nightmare, really, for um, for Laurie Cunningham at Real Madrid. Obviously, the injuries. And one of the I didn't know this, but one of his one of the very bad knee injuries he had. It was one of his own players. You know, he was crocked during training. Mm. 
which was a blow but he, he had a white girlfriend uh nikki brown and really that didn't sit well with you know they weren't married uh but lived together that didn't sit well with um you know with people in spain to yeah, be yeah. honest um but well so worth did, watching martin definitely oh, well yeah. well worth watching just one quote from brendan batson yeah um who say you know obviously one of his colleagues at west brom he said uh, real madrid he found was very different from west brom yeah, you're probably right there, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, you know, yeah. Nobody's comparing Hawthorns with uh, the Bernabeu. Yeah, very rarely. Definitely happens. not. So, uh, else, elsewhere, Martin, what were you watching? Elsewhere? Yeah. Well, you know how much I love MOPDX. I can't understand a word they're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but I do like it. Uh, and just by coincidence, they had. You are very um, much the core audience at MOTDX. I, I, I like watching. You it's are like the watch- demographic. I am. I like to see uh, young people enjoying themselves. Yeah. Uh, and this week they had Hedy One on. Um, I am not that familiar with his oeuvre, but yeah, um, yeah a bit of business with him. Uh, but also, interestingly, what made it interesting for me after having watched the Laurie, uh, Laurie Cunningham story, mm. uh, Viv Anderson was the guest, um, obviously the first black uh, full international. Mm. Um, and uh, he was talking about playing um, for Forrest up in uh, Carlisle, I think. I think it would have been Carlisle, uh, and was saying that it was the same for him there. And he was warming up. He, he wasn't uh, in in the first team, and he he, he was just on, off the bench. And he was warming up, and uh, he said to Cluffy, "They're throwing bananas at me. I can't play there." And uh, you can imagine what Brian Clough's response was. And, and again, it sort of summed up how little understanding there was of you know the psychological pressures that you know yeah. people like mm. Viv Anderson had in those days. You, you yeah, turned to golf as well, I understand, Martin. I did. Yeah. I did. This is the. Uh, series on Sky Sporting Greats mm-hmm. um, and I just thought it was interesting. Nick Faldo was clearly not greatly liked by um, by anybody much <laughs> in the uh, you know, well, certainly yeah. not in the Fairly sweeping statement, but there we are. Well, you just got that impression. Yeah. People were sort of um, was were damning with faint praise, saying what what a what a great golfer he was. Um, he, Bernard Gallagher, who was a, a Ryder Cup captain when Nick Faldo played, said uh, you know, he was very focused. He always knew where he was going. A lot of people didn't like him. He said Howard Clark again played. He rubbed people up the wrong way. Um, but to me, it summed up golf because there, there was a lot of a big long interview with Nick Faldo in it, and he could sort of remember every shot. Do you know what I mean? It, it summed up for me the way that golf is not so much a game; it's more of an obsession. Mm. And it, it certainly was with uh, with Nick Faldo, who sort of decided at the age of fifteen he was um, you know he was going to be a golfer, and it, he would st- even. You know, the Ryder Cup is the one bit of golf that you can say it's a team game yeah. and not so much an individual game. But he wouldn't, uh, he, he stayed in different hotels and things. Uh, and um, I think it was Robert Green, who's a, a, not obviously not the former West Ham goalie, but Robert <laughs> Green, who uh, is a golf journalist, who said the reason Nick never got close to people is he didn't want to show any weakness uh, in his character. Um, uh, and Howard Clark, he wasn't rude, he wasn't nasty, he just was that obsessed and that, you know, that sort of uh, focused on keeping himself to himself that um, he got uh, he got a bad uh, a bad reputation with wow. his fellow don't golfers. You, don't you think that is a tradition of single-minded British great sportsmen, Lewis Hamilton, Daley Thompson, mm. Andy Murray, 
Nick Fowler. They, they, they're never really loved by the public because they don't have that flaw that somehow we, we like in our sports. Yeah, series. we don't like our sports people to be really good, do <laughs> yeah. we? No, no. They've got, have, they've got to be heroic failures. That's, who, that's all we warm to, really. It's just strange. Yeah, it's it's absolutely odd true. Yeah, it's it is true. odd. But I yeah. I, you know, maybe that's not just uh, the UK. I think you know, if you read uh, any literature from abroad, if you read uh, Thomas Mann or anybody, we do, uh, you know, we do like someone whose story is more than just obsession and more than just achieving greatness you yeah. know we like achieving greatness in spite of things uh, yeah. appeals to us even more i think the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. Well, that was this afternoon's show. But before we let you go, there is an extra clip of the week. And it is the, is the manager's special today. <laughs> it's the producer. And it, it basically, it's over to him to set it up and give us the punchline. This is Nigel of Fisherman's Blues. Anyone who's watched any bass fishing on television will have seen those Americans with the speedboats that look like Formula One and they're dressed like Formula One drivers. You sure you weren't just watching the F1? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possible. It, it sounds like, like it sounds like, like it. Drivers. Yeah, maybe it was just wet conditions. Maybe that's what threw him. That's what it was. There we are, the manager's special there. Uh, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.